Hi, you're listening to Go See a Show, New York City's independent theater podcast. The company Blessed Unrest was last on the podcast just a couple months ago with their kids' show, The Snow Queen. But this time out, they're back at the New Ohio, trading the snowy wilds of Denmark for the boozy parlors of Russia, as the company presents a new adaptation of an early Anton Chekhov play, which they're calling Platonov, or A Play With No Name. I spoke with director Jessica Burr after a recent performance. Take a listen. Welcome back (coughs) to the podcast. Thank you. Um... State your name once more, even though it's only been a couple of months. Regular yeah, listeners yeah, will remember so. the wonderful Jessica Burr, who directed this play, Platonov, <laughs> <laughs> as well as uh, wait, I'm blanking on the name of the show about the Snow Queen. The last Gosh, one was the Snow like Queen. Like the one about the Snow Queen. What was the, the name yeah, of it? the Snow Queen? Yeah, it was right. actually called the Snow Queen. <laughs> yeah, this is Platonov or a play with no name. And so. it's a very different play than uh, The Snow Queen, it as is. we mentioned in that interview. Um, adapted from Chekhov, but mm-hmm. how, do you, um, how do you describe the play to people? Let's start with the same question I always start with. What is this show? When you tell people to come and see it, what, are they, what do you tell them to come and see? Our show is terrifyingly like our own culture right now, I'm afraid, and it just worked out that way. It's a, it's, they have a culture of open gun possession um, there's a lot of <laughs> drinking and debauchery. Um, it's people who are so wrapped up in their own lives that they lose sight of their context. They don't see the world around them and how it's changing. And things happen to them that get out of control in the end. I don't want to give too much well, away. Well, very Chekhovian themes, and especially yes. that, that idea of like not paying attention to the world around you, mm-hmm. very self-absorbed, mm-hmm. uh, aristocratic folks. Yeah. Um, why this piece, uh, I mean, other than the fact, like you said, it resonates very strongly with uh, a very particular moment that we're in in the United States in 2018. Mm. Yeah. But as you said, you, you sounded like you were a little surprised that it was so resonant with the current moment. So tell me a little bit about like uh, the person who adapted this from mm-hmm. Chekhov's original short play mm-hmm. is a company member and she's, she's probably been working on this for a minute, right? She's been working for several years on this piece. Yeah, the original is actually between five and six hours long, so it's not a short play at all. Oh, no, that's my misunderstanding. It's an extremely long play. I did not realize that, okay. Yeah, it was his first play. He was somewhere between 18 and 21 when he wrote it, which I think is somewhat apparent from the themes. Um, Yes, but also it has all the hallmarks of a Chekhov play. It does. It's sort of Chekhov on crack. It's like everything that comes up in his later plays is all squoze into this, like, what we've now turned into 90 minutes. You've condensed it down even further. So, yeah, yeah, there's definitely that um, amphetamine sort of thing going on. There's very much Mm -hmm. an adrenaline rush of getting through all this uh, because you didn't cut anything out, right? Oh, no, Laura cut a lot of things. Okay. Yeah, she cut a lot of subplot, basically. But major plot points are all there. Yes, Uh uh-huh, yeah. So it's not like, you know, Great Comet taking uh, just that one little section of War and Peace. It's This is the whole story. Yeah, Yeah, it's the entire play. Yeah, it's just condensed. It's really fun to watch Um, staging-wise. It's uh, very different than what you did with Snow Queen. obviously because this isn't a kid's show uh we've got all the guns and all the sex and all the booze Mm -hmm. so talk to me about like putting this together in this space uh Mm. the new ohio is a very uniquely set up structure in and of itself Mm -hmm. even if you do use it in a traditional proscenium style which you did not Mm -hmm. so 
what's it like to rehearse something like this and then move it into the new Ohio? Just talk to me about your process about putting this up. Um, well, our process moved really quickly because, as you know, we were basically overlapping with Snow Queen. Yeah. Um, so we didn't have a lot of time, but we worked we worked really exclusively on the text for a while. We sort of needed to do to do really intense table work and relationship work. And it helps to have the adapter in the room with you, which you, which you did. Yeah, right? it helps immensely. Living playwrights, so great. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Um, and then when we started blocking it, I think I always knew I wanted it to be in the round. I, wa I originally conceived it as being something even messier than it is right now, um, just in terms of audience um, performer overlap and space. Um, but we ended up with this, it's a pretty clean round and I, I love that. I love that it feels like we're in their living room, like we are really very much in their space and they define it and they sort of take us on this journey. The blocking of the play, I'm glad you asked that, thanks for asking, because it was, I had a really lot of fun with it and it was very, it was very difficult. It literally like kept me up <laughs> nights. I would wake up in a sweat at four in the morning thinking about the blocking. Because to me, this play exists on many levels and the blocking is telling a completely different story than the text is telling. So we have these two simultaneous things going on at the same time. The blocking is really the relationship story and the text sometimes pushes against that. I'm glad you, you brought that up because that was going to be my next question is like, yeah, you've, you, you're very much juxtaposing the words of the text mm -hmm. and what the actors are saying against all of these sometimes totally unrelated things happening outside of the uh, circle in which the audience sits or the you know, quasi square or whatever it is mm -hmm. um, against other physicality happening in the space, and then we get to the lovely almost dance breaks uh, that move mm -hmm. us between scenes, which is always the best way to do scene changes. I wish more people realized that actors scurrying in blue is the weakest choice. Uh, so <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's it was beautiful. It was really fun to watch, and we Thank got you. more of that relationship as it goes along. Good. Talk to me about the humor. Uh, I feel like Chekhov is dead when it's not funny, mm -hmm. and this was funny. So Good. talk to me about finding humor in Chekhov, because most people completely miss it or forget it or think, you know, oh, very aristocratic Russian bullshit. Yeah, we yeah, got to yeah. be very uptight. Like, talk to me about finding the humor. I mean, it was, it was there. It, it's a <laughs> hysterically funny play. And is that something that you found that the translator, uh, did she kind of punch that up in her translation, or is it in the Chekhov? Both. Okay. Both things are true. And my actors are really, really smart, and so they found it. The, the thing that I love about this Smart piece, actors are a big help. They have to be smart. It's they have to be smart and fit. Yep. <laughs> yes. <laughs> For a blessed unrest show, indeed. <laughs> they do. They do. I love them. Sorry, really... I'm derailing your train of thought again. <laughs> yes, you are. <laughs> um, the thing that I sort of learned about this piece once it was up and I could step back a little bit and, and actually watch it to say, okay, well now what have we made here? Um, the thing that I realized is that it mocks itself mercilessly the hmm. entire time. How so? Don't tell my actors I said that because I don't know that they need to know that. Um, actors don't listen to this until after March 11th. <laughs> Close your ears. 
How, there's yeah, talk, something. Talk to me about that because that's a curious statement. I love it. There's something built into the structure of it that unknowingly it exists completely truthfully and simultaneously mocks itself. It's a kind of interior framing. I wish I could be more articulate about that. Um, I think I need to study it some more to sort of figure out what it is. But that's something that's uh, audience when you come to see this show, you should look for. Um, no, because I, 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 I pushed you on it because like, I think you're right. I just, I wouldn't know how to say it either. Um, it's a difficult thing to talk about because it's, so, it's not overt at all. You know, but it, it's Chekhov, it's all subtext, and, and it's all futility, which you can't play. All you can play is the antithesis of that and hope that it's there, and I think it is. Um, but there's something very, very human about it that I think we recognize when we see it. I mean, these are not nice people. These people are dreadful. You're, you're getting toward what was going to be my last question, okay. which is, uh, and I, maybe, I don't know if I can fully frame it, so hopefully where you are starting to carry the conversation, mm -hmm. I can just throw this into the mix and you'll keep going. Mm -hmm. um, how do you deal with characters whom I think, at least for me as an audience member, and maybe I'm an outlier, I have a really hard time caring if you survive <laughs> you know mm -hmm. uh, i don't i don't care if you prosper i don't care i mean i think uh, platonov is is he's a cad he, he's mm -hmm. not and there's i was having a hard time finding the you know um the mackeithness of him like you know am i supposed to be very excited and, and want him to get out of all these jams with this character mm -hmm. i don't think he's that he's not that kind of character so how do you how do you do that and keep the play as light and fun and entertaining and also like it it meant something to watch these characters go through this even though i had a really hard time with a lot of the characters themselves mm -hmm. just with how they're written how do you deal with that as a director they're humans i mean we have to start with that they are human beings they are doing things that human beings have done and will always do and for me, it's the only way to understand the world is by, is by unpacking these plays and unpacking these people who are not um, upstanding human beings, but none of us are. You know, at the I, end of the day, we all see ourselves, I think. Uh, the actors worked very hard to, to also allow their own humanity to come through them, which I think is, it was hard Sometimes it's hard to play an asshole. I think because like, the, there's that natural editing that has to take place in any work of art mm -hmm. where you cannot see the full context of these people's lives. Exactly. We don't get to see everything that they do. We don't yeah. see them on the toilet. We don't see them in their best moments. We, yeah. like, and so we only see sometimes these highly dramatic situations that mm -hmm. we throw them into. Mm -hmm. So sometimes I feel it can be really hard to why should I identify with this person? Everything I have seen from them shows them to be a complete and utter jerk. So mm -hmm. I guess that's where I'm at. Like it's, it's, I love that you're talking about the actors finding more of the humanity and the rich backstory and, and mm -hmm. character work for them. Um, yeah, I, again, I'm just kind of like throwing all this stuff out there at you because I, no, I love where you're going. It's a good conversation. I mean, they worked really hard on that. 
I did just say hard on. That's that's a joke from the play too. But um, yeah, <laughs> um, it it wasn't easy for them because it's hard to play someone if you're judging them. You can't. You have right. got to find a way out of the judgment and into into this human and find find why they're doing what they're doing. And they they really did, and they worked from a place of love. You know. Mm-hmm for each other, they're very supportive, they're lovely with each other. Um, and I guess for me, ultimately, you know, I don't go to the theater to see Platonov or to see Hamlet, or I go to the, to the theater to see actors, to see human beings ex- being exposed, <laughs> you know? I really, that's really what I wanna see. And so for me, it's, of course, it's story, it's narrative, it's context, um, but it's really about the humans. We put these humans in this situation, and we watch and see what they do, and hopefully we learn from them. That's a beautiful place to end. Thank yeah. you for finding some thread of narration out of the like crap that I just spewed out trying to ask you <laughs> a stupid question. <laughs> Not crap at no, all. No, I, I love, love that it. you're engaging a complex conversation that's hard to have. And I think, well, it's, that's the whole point of the podcast, hopefully. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you know, uh, hopefully for all eight of you listening. So, um, just kidding. Uh, the show is Platonov or the play with no name. Am I saying the name right? Pla- Platonov? Platonov? Yeah, you're saying that. Right. Uh, Russian. Your Russian is great. It's yeah. perfect. Flawless. I, I just haven't had enough sips of vodka yet to get it right uh <laughs> it is blessed unrest we're at the new ohio you run through march 11 correct Indeed. 2018 and tickets and more information can be found at www.blessedunrest.org excellent thank you so much jessica for doing this again thank you thank you very much it was a pleasure Thank you, Jessica, for hanging out again after your show to chat. You can catch Blessed Unrest's Platinoff, or A Play With No Name, at the New Ohio, 154 Christopher Street in Manhattan, through March 11th, 2018. Head to blessedunrest.org for a link to tickets and more information. Thanks to you for listening into the podcast. If you dig it, please like it on Facebook, facebook.com slash go see a show. Follow at go see a show on Twitter and rate and or comment on the show's Apple podcasts page. Until next time, go see a show. Always happy to do it. Thank you so much. Gosh, thank you. Thanks for coming back so <laughs> of soon.